What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rodeo Wagon Podcast. This is brought to you by Western Edge App and produced by Cosmic Cowboy. We're here with Brady Sims. Man, uh, you know, your kind of little journey has taken a big spin the last few years. No, I mean, and I, I didn't even go, like, rodeoing and stuff. I mean, I kind of came around later, so I wasn't really... I came from the outside. I right. wasn't even around rodeo. Right. And so I was kind of right around that little area, and at that point when I was getting started, you were probably just getting into, like, going PBRs, and I, I don't... Did you rodeo much when you were younger, like, you know? Well, whenever I was a uh, kid, I, I mean, that's basically all I did, but as far as, like, uh, professionally, I think I went to, like, two PRCA rodeos, and then at that point in time, that, was, that wasn't where I wanted to be, so I was like, PBR is where I'm going. Went to PBR for uh, shoot, 10 years anyways. Did that. And then the end of my career, I was I was going back rodeo. So. Yeah, you went with, uh, who did you go with that last year? Jack Gilmore. Jack, yeah. Yep, and I'm yep. surprised he hasn't got to the yellow shoots yet. I know. It. I, think he, I, know it. I think he'll get there. He's, he can keep hammered down. He's got the talent. He's just got to get it between his ears. And he'll be able to do it. And how much of it, like with a rodeo, because I don't, I don't even know honestly, but I know you have like circuit finals, and then you have the, you know, the NFR, and and the scheduling, like, yeah. you know, just because you go win your circuit doesn't mean anything doesn't towards mean going to the NFR. Like, yeah. How does that even work scheduling to even make the NFR? Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, you know, to me, in my mind, I had it, I had it one way, and Jack had it the other way, and. Jack will be able to do it off of his way for sure. But in me, in my opinion, I was like, let's go get on the least amount of bulls for the most amount of money and make it. He's young. He's, you know, hungry. He's wanting to do it. So he doesn't mind hitting, you know, 25 rodeos a month. And I was like, no, I, I don't want that. So yeah, I was like, well, if you, it was kind of towards the end of your career. Exactly. When you were doing it. Yeah. Man, I feel like that's one thing, like, for me, starting out later, I feel like I'm just now hitting that groove right. of, like, I'm riding good. I'm just now finding my own in my yep. riding. Yeah. Because I started so late. Like, I was 18. I see guys right now riding at 18. I'm like, man, I just started at that yep. point. Like, they're, you know, and, so just now finding it. So I'm like, man, I still got a lot of time. I'm yep. just now getting into the groove of it, even though I'm, you know, 29. Yeah. Whereas, like, for you, I mean, dude, you were freaking grinded since you were probably 10. I yeah. don't know when you started getting on the road. Yeah, but forever. And that's what I mean. Like, I'm I'm jealous of it. Like, I'm jealous. I, I envy the drive you have, the drive Jack has, the drive, you know, Creek Young, whoever, you name them. I'm jealous of it because I was like, man, I remember that. that like, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Whenever it was just eat, sleep, breathe, it's all you ever wanted to do. And like I said, now, I mean, I'm fine with it. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not upset about it you know me not having it anymore but it is it is one of them things like i said I, I envy it i'm jealous of it like whenever people say you know hitting this hitting that hitting that like i'm like oh i remember that. you remember that. being on the road yeah be, being gone for four or five months at a time you know i'd be gone from uh, shoot beginning of may until middle of september you know like i'd sleep in my own bed once yeah maybe yeah and i, I loved it I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's been it's it's kind of a weird balance because like when I was you know 22, you know, and I was kind of getting in the groove of just being on the road. Like I remember having an apartment, and uh, you know, I freaking I I paid rent, but I didn't live there. 
You know, I was exactly. I was gone all That's the a time. Waste of money. It was a, it was it was a waste of yep. money. In fact, but at that time, like right now, we got this van, and me and Keith live out of this yep. van. Like you know, this summer we're getting ready to hit it really hard. Yep. Because they're taking, like they did last year. You know, unless the team picks you up and you're going somewhere. They're taking the top five to the UTB, yeah. and I'll tell you right now, you want to start the year off on the yes. UTB because yeah. those first few months, there's nowhere else to go. No worries. You can get some points that will put you mm-hmm. to the world finals. Yeah. So, you know, the way we're looking at it is like we're going hard right. this summer. You know, right. like, you know, if we're within 16 hours of the next tour and pro the next day, we're going to be there. Going. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And but you know, you have a kind of a van to live out of and stuff. And um, the one thing that uh, for me has been the biggest challenge is. I, now I have a family. Right. So rodeo is almost out of the question for me as far as that's concerned just because I'm not going to be on the road that long. Right. Like I, I love the PBRs as far as I put just as many miles, but it's like I'm I'm home at least three or four days a week. Right. You know? Right. It's more for a family thing. It, yeah, yeah. Sure. So it's kind of, it, it fits, you know. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, those younger guys, man, they live great and cool. That's what I'm saying. He lives on the road. That's what I'm like, saying. <laughs> that was me. That's, I loved, I loved, a, I hated being home. I hated you, it. But that's my thing too. Like kudos to you, kudos to um, a lot of guys, you know, that have families and still doing it. Because that's that's me. Like, you know, you you, you have to have a completely different mindset than me. A completely different one. Right. Because in my mind, whenever I was riding, if I got hurt, if I didn't make any money, oh well, who cares? Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Because it was like it's just me. Right. But, like, for you and, like I said, everybody else that does have families and still competes, like, you want to talk about mental toughness. Like, to me, you all are mentally more tough than I am because you have to block all that out and still go win and compete. Yeah, for sure. Me, I didn't have to block it out because I didn't worry about it, you know. Like I said, if if I broke my leg or my arm or something, oh, that sucks. I'm out for four months. Dang it. That gum. And then we're right back at it, you know. So I I respect everybody that has a family. That's the wildest thing to even think about. That there's you know people out there that would just be like, yeah, break my. You know, the worst part about breaking my arm is that I I can't ride bulls for three months. Exactly. <laughs> and that's really the, exactly. the and that's the truth. The mindset. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That, and that is, and that's what you know. In my mind, I think the closest people to the mentality that we have is UFC fighters, because, I mean. We're we're man versus beast, I get it. But those dudes are man warrior versus warrior, and they they are literally going into that ring, absolutely knowing there's a hundred percent chance I am getting smoked in the face. <laughs> I very well could be knocked out. Very well could break my arm, break my leg, break my ankle, break my pinkies, break my nose. Don't care. We're going in anyway, and. I feel like that's the closest relatable to us on mindset wise, because just like a, a guy I was talking to, shoot, uh, can't think of his name. Um, dang, I was just talking to him a couple of days ago. Anyway, he raced a uh, motorcycle or motocross. Oh, motocross. And, uh, oh, that's who it is. The guy here in town, the mechanic, Jerry. Oh, okay. And so he was sitting there like, you know, I, I would never, ever get on a bull. Ever. You could never put me on a bull. He's like, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. He's like, no. He's like, you all are nuts. And I was like, you know, if you go to a motocross race, like, those guys aren't the most sane of people either. Yeah, right. But to them, we were even higher than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and I I think, for me, 
I think the UFC guys are on a pedestal to me. Yeah, I I agree. I think UFC another one that and I and I haven't met any, so I don't know what the mindset is. But there's big wave surfers, and I'm not talking about just the you know just surfers like yeah. the guys that are getting on the monster yeah. waves. Yeah. That's another one because yeah. you know freaking I mean, you screw up that that could cost you your life real quick. Your life in you a know? hurry. And I so I always wondered you know kind of what their mentality because it, it would maybe be more similar because like you said UFC you know you're about to get hit in the face. Yeah. You know you're. You, you know it. Like you're, you're not gonna strap him. You know, okay, maybe there's that one time where yeah. you clock a guy just right. Yeah. You know, and don't have to. Do and one. don't have to do nothing. Right. But you know, like with those big wave surfers, like you know, if they do everything right, they're okay. Yeah. And if we do everything right, exactly, we're pretty much okay. Like exactly. you know, if you make a good get off, and yeah. you know, yeah. it may not happen all the time, but but uh, it it doesn't. Then that's my thing too. Just like where you're leading with it is, the injuries really don't happen as much as people do think. Right. Like in yeah. bull rider. Like everybody thinks every single time you just get absolutely obliterated. And it's like, no, really? I mean, yeah, you might do to your little bumps and bruises. Your finger might hurt. Your thumb might be jammed. You know, knee might be tweaking. You know about that. Yeah. You know, elbow might be bad. But as far as like actually legitimately getting hurt, hurt because of the bull. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. Not, think about it. We're going to watch, uh, what, 40, 40 guys tonight? 40 or 45, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, I mean, honestly, probably 40 guys are going to get away from the bull just fine. Yeah, for sure. Nothing's going to happen. And you have bullfighters. And, it, I mean, I think some of it, you know, is, you know, really due to that. Like, you right. you go to good events tonight, you know, go to PBRs, your bigger pro rodeos. Like, those guys, are, yeah. I mean. So, so good. You're not even, like, you're not even worried. Exactly. Like, you, it's almost... You, you almost have to fall right underneath that sucker. Like, literally. Literally. Underneath. <laughs> and then the bullfighters just not do anything. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you'll get then you, then you Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, other than that, and that's what I mean, like, people think we're crazy and cool or whatever. We only have to deal with one bull, well, two tonight. Yeah. We have to deal with one bull or two bulls. That's it. For the whole night. Those bullfighters are dealing with 40, yeah. 50, 60, however many. And they are in front of every single one of them talk about a workout those guys that's it that's actually yeah. intense it's like very intense and then same time too like i said those guys catch a horn in the thigh you know dead leg from hell and then have to be out there the next bull to protect the next guy and then he could get run over get stepped on in the shoulder after he got frogged in the leg and guess what He's got to get up and be there for the next. And day. that's one thing too. Like you get a freaking dead leg from these bulls, and that's legit, man. Like it's, it's almost different. it'll go straight to the bone. Oh. I got one earlier this year, and you wouldn't think nothing of it. At first, I thought I got stepped on it was so bad, yeah. and I look back at the video, I'm like, no, that was just a horn. Just the horn. That was just a horn, and it it went all the way deep down into my yes. bo- like. Yes. That's a different kind, and then bullfighters yes. that happens to them, they don't get a limp back to the locker room, or you know. <laughs> and just like that. They, like with us, we're one and done, you know, or we're one and done for a while. And then maybe if, like tonight, there's a short round. Say you caught a horn in the thigh or something. Mm. Man, that really freaking hurts. But I still got 45 minutes before I have to get on a short round. Yep. So you're sitting there icing, whatever, working it out, whatever, getting it loosened up enough. Like I said, for that 45 minutes, we're back there sitting down. If they got it done, they are out there for 45 more minutes. Yeah. And then the short round. So that's what I mean. Like, people think we're crazy. Those bullfighters. 
Yeah, it's they're it's, a different breed. It's, it's, it is. And now breed. they're doing all of this stuff, you know, that like so now you're okay, transitioning that. So, you know, you kinda your focus there and your love for that, but you've transitioned that into, you know, you're raising you're raising bucking bulls mm-hmm. and you know, you're helping with some of this production stuff. You've probably taken a a wider view yeah. of the entire industry yeah. and kind of what's going on. Um, you know, one of the the new things within the industry is the bullfighting. Yeah. And, you know, everybody talks about this team stuff, and that's cool. I'll tell you right now, that bullfighting team, I don't, whoever, was it Webster that put that on? I think that's the wildest thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Me and Keith are in Fort Worth, and we're just sitting it's there. Cool. And we watch that, and we're like, yeah, this is, this is nuts. Yeah. You get a whole different level of nuts. <laughs> and, you know, like Webster, one of the, will obviously go down as, if not the greatest, one of the greatest bullfighters ever. Yeah. But 100%. he is he is very good at being imaginative, coming up with things that you're like, do what now? And then he's like, just watch. And then he'll do something, and you're like, okay, that was cool. <laughs> that, cool. that was yeah. cool. And that's, I think that deal down there at Fort Worth, that, uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, not running of the bull. Um, anyways, they have a name for it. Gosh dang it. Anyhow, um, but that deal down there at Fort Worth, I feel like for him, that's like his guinea pig. Like, you know, he's like, hey, I got an idea. We're going to try it. We're going to try this. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Well, like I said, then he does stuff all the time, and you're like, that was super that cool. That was super cool, yeah. yeah. Cool right there. Uh, you know, what, what are some other things that you're kind of seeing from, like, a production standpoint? As, as far as taking that step back, like, certain things you focus on more, how you're kind of that passion. Is it strictly just, are you strictly doing, you know, bulls and raising, raising bucking bulls? Are you kind of looking at, you know, in the future of kind of, you know, putting on productions or yeah. being part of some of that stuff? Yeah, yeah, I, I am actually, and, and I, I love... I mean, I love bucking bulls, obviously, and I love raising them. I, I like whatever people say it is a passion. It is an absolute passion because if you think about it, we're the dumbest people out there. I mean, the dumbest because you're taking an animal that a is you know you're you're hoping that you have the right cow picked out, put the right bull on that cow hoping that something comes out of it that is athletic, that bucks like you want it to, that can go on and, and compete or go to the world finals or the NFR or whatever. You, you're literally hoping. There's zero guarantee. Yeah. Zero. And whenever you take them to the sale barn, you know, just like everybody else does with their cattle, ours are bringing, I don't know, 40% of what everybody else yeah. is And is, is that weight, what's that? No, it's just because they don't like our, you know, ours. Everybody wants the Angus, the Charlays, the Red Angus, the Beef Master, because that's beef, you know, like yeah. to them, you yeah, know, because sure. they can grow them so much faster. They they do grow so much faster. Right. And that's what I mean is like, with ours, we're we're losing from the word go. From yeah, like unless if, unless you have that breeding program that takes off. Unless you can get it just right yeah. and get that potion just right. And what's that look like as far as um you know, I know guys that like I'm Randy Holsey. Right. You probably know Randy. Oh, yeah. Um and I grew up that's kinda where I that's kind of my stomping ground yeah. is when I started getting on. Yeah. But you know, he's had a lot of bulls that have been a at lot. the very top, but you know what he sold them when they were yeah. really young. Yeah. So it seems like some guys really they they breed good. And then they sell them, you yep. know, and, and, instead of taking that risk of, yep. 
of pushing it. And I, what, yep. I, what's a risk reward in that, really? Well, my deal is I, I hate rider bulls. I, I do I do not want rider bulls. So you so you're you're cycling, sir. That's kind of your. Yep, yep, that's my deal. I want to sell them whenever they're young, because at the end of the day, if you think about it, if they're a yearling or a two-year-old, you've got less feed in them, which is also less money. You got less time in them. Because you've only had to mess with them for one year, maybe two. They also have chances to win money as yearlings and two-year-olds with a dummy, uh-huh. which is big-time money. Yep. So your chances of selling them for really good money is that yearling and two-year-old year. Now, I'm not saying that you can't sell them for good money after that. You can, for sure. But as far as like what I'm wanting to do, it's I, I want to sell them as quick as I can. Because you got less amount, least amount of money in them, most amount of money back. Because by the time something's, let's just say a three-year-old. Okay, by the time a three-year-old is three years old, you are going to, I don't care who you are, you are going to have a minimum of $3,500 just in feed in that bull. Like money-wise. Money-wise, yeah. So everybody's talking about, hey, I, say I sold this three-year-old for 3000 I sold this one for 2500 I sold this one for 4000 you lost money. You lost money. You lost okay. money. You sold right. one for three grand. Yeah, okay. You lost five hundred bucks. And you see that too. You see it all the time. Yeah. So that's what I mean. You got them as a yearling. In my mind, it's thirty five hundred might be actually a little bit light because how I look at it is. Well, you probably still got you. You know, that's just feed and stuff. You also just have feed. bulls being bulls. Yep. And tearing stuff and up. Tearing and stuff up yep. for the maintenance, probably. Yep. I mean, on top of everything else, it's so that's, quite a bit. That's what I mean. It's like you you add all that stuff in, you're probably talking more like four thousand. Yeah, that's time not even real. depending on what your setup is. Exactly. Land is a big land. deal. And like, is this land that you inherited? Is this yep. land that you purchased? Yep. Are truck, you, do you trailer. To, do you have to expand? Yep. Freaking truck and trailers. Yep. What What are you looking at? That a hundred thousand plus a. If you want a if you want a dang nice rig to go up and down the road right now, yeah, you're talking seventy five thousand if you sneak around. You sneak around. Yeah. Huh. And that's what I mean. So what that's what I'm saying. We're the dumbest people. <laughs> we're losing from the word go. So you gotta love it. It, it, it literally love it. it has to be you a passion. You have to love it, yes. Because like I said, if if you don't, you're actually gonna look at the numbers. <laughs> and as soon as you look at the numbers, you're like, No, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna go buy a mansion in Malibu and be done with this. But that is that is the thing about it, and I, I love it. I mean, I, it's it's my everyday. And then just like that, I I rode bulls professionally for uh, ten or yeah, eleven years. Uh, yeah, eleven, twelve. I don't even know. A lot, yeah. couple of. Them. You made and the world finals five times. Six? Four times. Four times. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And that's what I mean. Like it's it's my life. Yeah. And I've always raised these bulls while I was competing. Okay. But I was never able to really focus oh, on yep. it because I was competing. And I really didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. I was just doing what I knew was right. And then it was just like, yeah, That's just life. Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, who cares? I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, that deal is just, you know, so I can have fun whenever I'm not right. Right. And then now, towards the end of my career, then I started knowing. I was like, I'm fixing to have to transfer over. Like, we better dig into this, get the science out of it, really pay attention and breed stuff right. And like I said, now... You know, it was just a smooth transition right into it. Yeah. Because I already had it, you know. So I've, I've been working on it for since I was 11 years old, 29 and a half now. So it's not like I just all of a sudden one day was like, I think I'm going to do this. Yeah. And did it. No, it's been a long time in the process. And no joke. I mean, whenever I say you got to love it, and which, like I just said, too, I was a lazy ass about it. So 
don't take this the wrong way either, but I I did not make money on the buck and bull side until three years ago, four years ago, maybe four. And it, like, so it took time. That yeah, was a process. Yeah, like it was uh, basically 15 years. And, like, I didn't make money, like, period. And, and how much do these guys are making? How, how, like, you know, when you actually look at it, like, how, how many of these guys are, are just, just scraping by or how many of them are actually? Uh, Are you talking, like, in general? In general, oh, yeah. Man, it's probably a lot. Because there's a ton. Of, well, maybe the bull teams have helped? I maybe? think so. I, I think they have. Because... Because now, you know, you have an outlet for a really solid bull. Yeah. Not, well, well, even like right now, truthfully. But before bull teams was a real big deal, if your bull wasn't the buckingest thing in this world, nobody wanted it. Yeah. You're, and if it wasn't a practice bull, nobody wanted it. Yeah. So, I mean, you were, you were screwed either way. But then the bull team come around. So now you're 21 and a half, 21 and three quarter point bulls. They have a home now. And it raises the value of them, too, so which helps exactly. on the, the, the guy raising them. Exactly. You know. Yep, and that's what I mean. Is like there's a lot of people that don't like the bull team deal, whatever. They need to get over it, in my yeah. opinion. Like I think it's great. It's, it's Well, whether you like it or not, it's here. It's not yeah. going anywhere. And it ain't going anywhere. It's not going yep. anywhere. And they're saying it's ruining bull riders. Look, I, I get it. It's, it's probably not making more bull riders. But at the same time, too, yeah. sometimes, just like we were talking, sometimes you need a break. Yeah. Sometimes you need to just get on something that's nice. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And 100%. if you can go win money right. on something nice. Well, it's kind of like this, you know, too, like, um, uh, you know, just stepping down a level, yeah, you know. Exactly. Coming back from, you know, a big injury, you're yeah. off for six months. Um, who did Lucas Davino, good yeah. example this year. He came back, and the status quo would say, you need to be a cowboy, you need to jump right yeah. back on the UTV. Yeah. And you know what he said? No. No, he said, I know what I'm about exactly. to step into when yep. I get on these bulls. Yep. Instead, I'm going to spend two months. It was like two months, yep. two and a half months. And he kind of took that nice stride, exactly. got the timing back. You know, with me, like when I got hurt in, so, uh, heck, it was before my knee surgery, so it had been 21. I was like 88 and a quarter and broke my collarbone. And I came back from that collarbone, you know, three months and... They wouldn't let me get on bulls. They said, "Look, you either take your, you either take your uh, spots on tour, your right. uh, injury exemptions, yeah, exemptions, or you lose them." So then I'm just no. like, "Well, here we go." And yep. th- at that time, like I was coming back, it was OKC, yep. Kansas City. Well, it was like, "All right, here we go. We're about to dive off in there." Yeah. And Woo. you know, but then so you see the two sides where you know, like the then then a couple months later, that's when I messed my knee up and I went. But whenever I came back from knee surgery. I dropped down, went to, you know, deals around the house, bucked off one bull. Right. right all of my bulls, you yeah. know, just that confidence there. Big um, deal. And I think it's huge, you know, yeah. especially with the caliber of bulls, because it's going up. It's well, not going, going down. That's what I'm saying. Like, people like me, we we are. Like, we are the ones that are making it so hard to ride bulls. <laughs> like, truthfully. Because, like, and, and, and me, that's the thing. I, I don't even, in my mind, whenever I'm breeding something, I don't even think about a rider bull. I know exactly what I want him to do yeah. with a dummy. Right. And I'm like, if you're not 93, 94 points with that calf as a dummy calf, then you're, you're not winning. Yeah. So So you're that guy off of Jurassic uh, World that, you know, is in the laboratory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like in these dinosaurs. Like, I'm not thinking that this 
if this if this animal doesn't have the potential to just kill everybody, then I, it's just not going to make the program. Exactly. You want it bigger and scarier. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that's what I'm saying. We're the ones shooting our own selves in the foot. Because if you think about it, everybody's bitching and complaining that there's no bull riders. Nobody wants to try whatever. Truthfully. Like, truthfully. Whenever I started riding bulls, whenever I was nine, like, I actually got on bulls. And, you know, I did sheep and calves and all that before that. But whenever I was nine, I got on actual big bulls. And you could go anywhere, and literally everybody would have practice bulls. Yeah, not anymore. Like jump kickers, just perfect timing, maybe make a big circle or something. Right. Like practice bulls. Yeah. No. Non-existent. Non-existent. Even, even the mini bulls nowadays. Some That's of these what I'm saying. are, like, freaking, like, like you know, in in I don't even know how healthy it is. Like these kids, I, I don't think it is. Like I, like your body at that age, like yeah, I think it's. Terrible. I don't think it's good. Like Mm-mm. you know, okay, who does it right? Um, uh, he's in Oklahoma. His his boy rides custard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody, yeah. You, you talk to Cody, and I think to be honest, and and I didn't know about Cody when I first started, but like looking at it, I'm like, that's a guy I wish I would have known about. Right. You know, that's the kind of program that builds guys. Yeah. And and I think, too, there's another side to this. And, again, this is going to be controversial, but I believe that some guys don't have the drive in them and don't want to get on those ranked bulls. Yep. And I think it's okay. Yeah. I think it's okay for a guy to work during the week and say, I love this sport, and I want to go have fun on the weekends getting on bulls, and I can't get killed off because i got to go home. Right. And i got to work. Right. And I think those guys are the backbone. I don't think it's the professionals. Yeah. Look, not everybody's willing to, you know, look down that barrel and That's say, I'm, "I'm about to set my hips yep. and be 90," yep. or "I'm about to get whooped yep. down and exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look down that barrel every time." Not very many of them. Yep. Not very. And that's what that's I and agree that's, with. You. And that's okay. Yep. So we need to start to, you know, there's a billion bulls. There's a billion bulls. Don't don't make that cut yep. that you're not gonna be 93 on. Yep. Those bulls still could provide, you know, bull team guys. Yep. They could provide you know, stock for the majority yeah. of this sport. And if you want to keep this sport alive, you can't start focusing on the top in the world. Yeah. You better start focusing on the majority and then letting those guys, those kids coming up that have that drive, yeah. they'll, they'll make that step. Exactly. Hey there, folks. I want to tell you about my favorite cowboy hat brand, Sombrero Brands. As a professional bull rider, I know how important it is to have a hat that not only looks good, but can withstand the toughest rides out there. And that's exactly what Sombrero Brands delivers. Their hats are custom-fitted and shaped to perfection, with a level of attention to detail that's hard to find these days. But what really sets Sombrero Brands apart is the fact that they're a family-owned and operated business. Mark and Kendall Holler, the owners, and their daughter Sarah, who's only 13 but already a hat-making prodigy, are all passionate about their craft. They know what it takes to make a cowboy hat that can stand up to anything the rodeo circuit can throw at it. And get this, the founder's grandfather, Polly Holler, was born and raised at South Camp on the Four Sixes Ranch. These folks have got cowboy blood running through their veins, and it shows in every hat they make. That's why I'm proud to have Sombrero Brands as a major sponsor for my podcast, the Rodeo Wagon Podcast. So if you're in the market for a hat that's tough enough to handle anything the rodeo throws at it, Give Sombrero Brands a try. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. And that's, you know, it's funny that you do say that because, like I said, what people like me are ruining 
bull riding. I mean, we are. Truthfully. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We are. But with me, I, I'm in agreement with you. I, I didn't say it as good as you did just say that, though. I said it totally different. meant the same thing, but that one sounded good. Because you said the part that's like, that's okay. I didn't say that. But, <laughs> I mean, to, to, to me, you're, you're right. Because not everybody wants to go to the PBR. Not everybody wants to go to the NFR. Not everybody wants to make it the only source of income. Yeah. And yeah. it and that's true. And that's what I've said is like the the guy the guys like I was, the guys like Outlaw, the guys like, you know, your Creek Youngs, your Boudreaux, your Sage Kimseys, your Stetson Wrights, your JBs, your whoever. Yeah. Like that's that's a different breed. It's not yeah, it is. And and it doesn't matter with that breed, they're going to rise at the top. It doesn't matter. They don't care. Like, I didn't care. I'd get on, whenever I lived with Laramie Wilson, my practice pin was every bully took to the built four tufts. It was just me and Laramie. They'd buck them at the house. I'd get on them. I'd ride them. And then whenever I was like, shit, I can ride these easy. I was like, time to go PBR now. Yeah. You know, so right. boom. Then I could go, finally, whenever I was of age. You know, I was 17. Yeah. Getting on these sure. bulls that nobody could warm up uh-huh. and I was, I was running for practice but in my mind i knew if i am going to be there this is what i need to get on this is what i need to be able to be comfortable riding right here yeah and you know for me it was a little different so i didn't have the chance to grow up i started i was you know 18 you know the thing i was a senior in high school when i started riding bull right. didn't know anything about the sport but i did know this i am behind the eight ball and so you know i think i got on my first UTB at year three, mm-hmm. four of getting on, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, but how did I do that? Well, I'll tell you right. Right now, the first year I went to MRCA, won Rookie of the Year. Wasn't even worried about winning right. the title, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm like, all right, that's good enough. Next year, Rookie of the Year at NFPB, said that's good enough. Next year, I was riding PBR. Yeah. And was I ready for that? Absolutely not. Right. But I knew the only way to get to the top was to go through those yep. bulls and to put yourself in a Make position. Make you know, where you're making it happen yep. continually, and yep. and that uncomfortability, you better embrace it. Yep. Not too many guys, No. you know. No. Whenever, not nine times out of ten, whenever people get uncomfortable, they're done with it. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, think yeah. about it. No, nobody really likes being uncomfortable. And no. it doesn't matter in, in life. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, sometimes I'll go to a place, and I'll just get, like, weird a weird vibe. And I'm like, ooh, I don't like something about it. I don't like it. And then, what do you do? You leave. Yep. Okay. Bull riding is no different. Rodeo is no different. Any other sports, no different. Like, the ones that are that become comfortable with being uncomfortable, that's the difference maker. There's a fine line in it too, because yeah, just like that, some people are not comfortable. They're not willing to slide up on that 92, 93 pointer or 90 pointer. They're just like, yeah, hey, you know this. Eh. <laughs> I think I really need to be back yeah. at my job Monday. Right. You know, that that's more comfortable for them. Sure. I do feel like that is a big thing of it is is that's in which even even uh in the top that we were talking about, there's still your guys that are even more fine with being more uncomfortable. Oh, hundred percent. You get and you get up there, yeah. J B, prime example. Well there's guys that, you know, again this is the same there's some guys that you consider fearless. There's not an ounce of fear in them, and there's guys that are just as good that are very fearful, but 
Right. Again, that's an uncomfortable situation, right. and they embrace right. the yeah. uncomfortability, and they, they ride that fear yep. all the way through it, yep. you know? Exactly. And, and that's what makes them what they are. And that makes what makes them, you know, it's almost that that yep. propels exactly. them to that and point. That's always blown And mind. there's two different sides to that, yep. you know? Yep. And we, you know, going down the road, you see both sides to you it. Do. You see both sides you of do. it. I've seen some guys where I'm like, how can you make yourself do this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you hell, you're making me nervous, and I'm not. I never get nervous. I'm like, but now just looking at you, it's like I'm scared now. Yeah. You know. And then there's other guys that they don't care how they're sitting there trying to headbutt them in the shoot. And you're like, hey, quit. That's not good for your health. Like, <laughs> you'll you'll have enough of that whenever you get out there. Just quit. You know. Some guys try to eat their ear off. You know. I mean, yeah. it's, oh, it's a, and 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 it's different. You know, I call it flipping the switch. Yep. I mean, Andrew talked about it. For me, like when I'm at home and my temperaments, generally I'm a sinker, so I think a lot. Right. You know, I, I prepare a lot. Um, when I'm at home, I'm, I'm really spending time with the kids and yeah. stuff. And so when I go on the weekend, I flip that switch and I turn into a whole different animal. Yeah. I don't even know if I like it. Oh, I it's almost, well, I you love it. You, you love it, but it, at the same time, like, if I take a step back and look at it, I'm like, ah, that's a different Yeah. That's a different, <laughs> it is a whole different thing. Yeah, like it's a different like, person. And and even when I'm like training, like I make it a point now, where like I do that to myself mm-hmm. during the week. Like sometimes I'll do a full blown workout and you go run ten, twenty miles. I don't run. Like I very, you know, if I run, it's like a little jog. Yeah, warm good up. It's not very. It's not. It's not helpful for training. Right. So I'm not doing it very much, you know. Right. But sometimes it's great for mental oh, yeah. game. Oh yeah. So you go do that and you freaking. You know, this past winter, every time, you know, it was raining out, it would be 15 degrees out. I, I'm going outside, and I'm running in it until your body says you're dying. And you, it's almost a manual sw- flip. You flip that switch because you have to, because yeah. you have to turn into that, you know, like you're going to war. Right. And um, and I was talking to a guy the other day. He's up and coming, and he's coming from amateur deals, and he's just now getting on these pools. And I said... What you need to do is learn how to flip that switch, yes, and you're sir. not flipping it. Yep. And some guys, that flip that switch is always it's on. Always on. And yep. they're they're borderline, you know, going to be in jail every yep. night. <laughs> insanity. It's it, it's yep. insanity. And then there's other guys who, uh, you know, have they have to flip. They have to. Pull and they need to learn how yep. to flip that exactly. switch. A little trigger. Yeah. Yep. And 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 I'll tell you one thing too, to, to not to cut you off. But my my. All right, so actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the beginning of this year. I haven't told a lot of people this. I think I've told one or two people this, but there, so there's a buddy of mine, very very intelligent guy, very intelligent guy, and we were sitting there talking one day about the mental game and everything. He, he used to ride bulls. He used to do everything in rodeo, and he was very good. But he just he just like we were talking. He didn't want to be pounding down the road, you know, all that stuff. He Could he have? Oh, yeah, easy. You know, easy. Because he was always right there. It was just, he was like, well, I almost made the NFR, but then, like, then Washington had come up, and Sacramento had come up, and New York, and I really had to work that week, you know, so I just, ah, you know, maybe next year. You know, like, that's that's how good he was. Yeah. And it didn't bother him. But he was sitting there telling me that him and a buddy of his that is a psychologist, and ever since he's told me this, I was like, wow, I think about it all the time, because it's true. We are predators. We ourselves are predators. And you want to know why? Our eyes are fixed forward. 
Yeah, yeah. Because think of every other predator. Yep. If they have to see something behind them, what do you do? You have to turn and look. A bull, a deer, anything that's prey doesn't have to. Yeah. They can see they behind can see, them. Right. With looking forward. That's why, you know, you got your predators and your prey. Sure. Because your predators are looking forward. At the same time, too, every predator has a smell that flips that trigger. Every one of them. Think about that. Hmm. Whether it's blood, whether it's the smell of blood, whether it's um, a deer in the uh, creek, then there's a crocodile. I think just hunting. I mean, that's exactly what you do when you go deer hunting. Exactly. (laughs) That's how you draw them in. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I mean is like even with a deer splashing in the water and a crocodile. Well, that splash means, hey, something's in trouble. Mm -hmm. That's me. And they take off. You know, wolves, coyotes, whatever, they smell blood. Bam, they're on. So we have that same instinct, you know, because like I said, we're we're a predator. And we have that same instinct. So that trigger is probably not as hard as people think it is to find. To, to find, yeah. Because now everybody's is different. Mine, no shit. I love, and if anybody's ever smelt this, they know what I'm talking about. You know, whenever a bull, whenever you're getting on one in the chute and he might be a little bit rough and he burns his horn on the chute. Oh, yeah. There's that smell. That smell, yeah. Ooh, that. Bam. Like, I was like, you ain't bucking. <laughs> Not at all. And the, another weird one is, and I don't, I don't know why, but their snot has a certain smell. Like, it's a real pungent, I don't even know how to explain it, but I can smell it. And as soon as I'd smell it, ooh, it, ooh, I was ready to hunt. Like, I was ready to go. But that's what I mean. It's like, those are my two triggers. It, yeah. Because at the same time, too, it needs to be a constant trigger. Yeah, for sure. The snot, always constant. Because yeah. they're always, you know, right. they're always going to have snot. Yeah. So that one was the main one I did. It, but it was whenever one would burn a horn. Oh. <laughs> it set me over the moon, buddy. But that's the thing, is somebody else's might just be the smell of rosin. Yeah, for sure. Something yeah. As soon as they smell that, putting your like, putting your spurs on, you know, yep, just strapping, yep, strapping yep, in, like, leather. yeah, Something. smell of leather, yep, you know. Yep. And that's what I mean. We all have a trigger, and, and we're all predators. Yeah, for sure. So, that's yeah, it. and I I think you know kind of learning that, and 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 each is unique individual, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, you need to find that that's going to flip that, yep. and then kind of every level like that trigger has to be, you know, I don't. It's kind of, you know, like in, you know, going to amateur deals, you know, like I can be more relaxed and all that, you know, I can, but then stepping onto that next level and I want that, like, you know, I say, you know, you know, I kind of hate that part of it. I, I, I love it on a hindsight when I'm looking back at it, I don't like to see it. Like like when I look at it, I'm like, man, I don't, you know, but when you're in it, it's a, you know, a whole different know. level, and and some some guys just I don't know if they just can't get there and they don't right. want to get there. Right. I, I mean, certainly there's different levels of you know warriors. You right. Know? Oh yeah, there is. There's you know there's guys that are made for that, and there's guys that are are not. Yep. Um, but I think you know especially now with these you know you're you're breeding better bulls. Yep. And you know you're and gonna they find don't out. Care. They yeah, do they don't. Care. They do not care whatsoever. They, they don't give two shits if they take you out. They they really don't. Yep. They have no remorse. So that's my thing is like if if a predator, and this is why I feel like it too, if a predator is going after prey, if that prey is sitting there, say, say a, a, a 
lion after a deer. Just for easy example. Say if that deer turns around and goes to try to whoop the shit out of that lion, you think he's just going to stand there and be like, oh, man, <laughs> like that, gummit. No, he's going to be like, whoa, hey, bub, calm down. I'm fixing to kill you. You know, this is my turn. So then he's going he's gonna to kill the, the deer. Same way with these bulls. Like, you have to have that trigger, and you have to have that mindset. Now, I'm not saying you have to be like, you know, gung-ho. Yeah. I'm just saying something to yeah channel you in. Yeah, focus. Yeah, to where yeah. you're just like, yeah. I don't care. Hey, man, if you know what, like... You you think at you know kind of how kind of rough you know you know this sport is. Mm-hmm. If people only knew the mindset of these athletes going in there, yeah. I Peter would flip. Yeah, <laughs> they would flip. You you think that you you think it looks you know rough. Yeah. when you're just watching it. Yeah. You get in the mind yeah. of a competitor that's getting ready to go with war with and one of these bovines. Do and not it, care. It 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 is a no hold barge. It's it's UFC. Yeah, you you know. I mean, you're literally thing. ready you're, to kill him. You're it, yep. and Keith. You know, I. Uh, well, I mean, heck, the, the the other day it was actually earlier this year. I messed up the cartilage in my ribs, um, and it was up in my chest. And I was like, man, I don't remember getting slammed, nothing. And and sports meds, like you know, there's nothing you can do about it. They're yeah. like, this is gonna suck, and so you're just gonna have to ride through it. Yeah. I was like, okay. Come to find out, I know the the next bull ride I want to hit my chest. I did that. To myself. I was beating my chest before I got on and bruised my freaking ribs. I didn't even know. Didn't even know. Had no idea. That's all I'm saying. That's the mentality. And then and then Kelly, my wife, she's and she was watching on Pluto and then every time she would see me and I would go hit my chest, she'd be like, You gotta stop hitting your chest I'm like, I don't I just it's it's part of it. It's part of it. It's part of it. And I mean to tell you, like that's that's my thing. That's like that's why I said I love it. Like I love that because you're literally invincible. Like, you are. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're sitting there hurting yourself, and you have no idea. No idea. No idea. Because all you're worried about, getting this bull rug. And like I said, me, I was never one, you know, to jump around. Any of that stuff. Mine was, like, so calm. You you and Skylar. Yeah. I don't know. It must be just, you know. It's genetic. It's a genetic genetic thing. It's the same. You're in the same space. It just it looks different from the outside. Right, it, right. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like we 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 both. It was like it's, it's Skyler's even probably better at it than I am. So I don't know how he, you know what's, you, what will flat out give me anxiety watching Watch Skyler stand <laughs> show up ten minutes before yeah. a bull ride and they're like, hey, we're doing intros right now. Yeah, I'll get ready. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then then he'll get on and ride one. Yeah. And but that's that's what I'm saying is that I to me it is more beneficial. In my opinion, whenever you're talking about competing, to be that calm, like, warrior confidence, you know, yeah. like, because here's my thing, too. Your your body already knows. It, it already knows what it needs to be doing, yeah, what you're sure. fixing to be doing. It, it's sitting there equalizing the whole time while we're trying to get pumped up or trying to come down, sure. whatever. It's sitting there equalizing, trying to do it for us. You know, so it's like, you know, once you feel that urge to just scream, just keep it in. Yeah. yeah. Because guess what? Your body's doing what it wants to do for you, what you're telling it to do anyway. But keep that in. Because as soon as you let it out, now you got to readjust everything again. Now, that's interesting, too, because I feel like, you know, once you once you really learn, you know, that that how to how to kind of flip that switch and and like get into that spot. 
You have to be careful, like if you're in the last section, that 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 doesn't flip too soon. Exactly. Because because you really you want to hit that peak. Right about the time yep, you're getting on. That's right. Yep. And and it if you do it too early, you're screwed. You're screwed because You'll, you're the, coming down. Exact the 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 come down the crash yeah. is insane. And like people that have never felt this way probably won't ever know. But the crash is insane. It's like you've been up for 18 hours <laughs> driving, you know, and then all of a sudden like. God, you're wide-eyed, and I mean, you you know, sitting there ready to just kill somebody, and then all of a sudden, it's like three minutes later, you're like, man, I could really sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah no joke. And it, but that's what I mean. You got to learn to, you got to learn to harness it, and that's what I do feel like. Anytime I see somebody on the back of the shoots that's really dancing around and driving, I, you know, letting out some screams, you know, banging on their chest like a freaking gorilla, you know, whatever, hitting their head on a helmet, whatever it is. I'm always like, man, keep that in. Like, you're, you are. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. I just exactly. want to let it loose. It's like everything you just worked to do right there is now gone. Like, it is now gone. But, like, with me, I'd always, you know, I'd just, I had a routine. I'd do one, two, yeah. three, and then I'd hit yeah. the inside of my legs. Yeah, that was it. it. Like, I wasn't doing it to, like, get me pumped. It was just a routine. It's a routine, yep. yeah. And as soon as I did it, I was like. We're good now. Yeah, and, and then once you get down on, on the bull, it's kind of a. And I don't know what was your focus. So my the one thing I channel focus. My my channeled focus when I get down on the back of the bull is leaving the shoot. It's really I don't even think about anything else. It's just like, like the if, when I'm vi- when I'm visualizing, I'm not looking at the second jump. I'm just thinking leaving the shoot. Right. It's just like that timing, that feel. You know, it's really kind of getting that feel. Right. Where you 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 felt it so many times. Oh yeah channeling that feeling of that feel and then because i know if i freaking leave the shoot you know it's like um you know that first three rounds you know where you know like in a fight you know right. it's so important like, oh yeah. you, you you do that right so it's really just kind of getting my stuff set right and then just you know leaving so you know like for me that's a good question but i mean i guess i never thought about yeah. it. well yeah i mean like i guess all i really cared about was i was just like fuck it whatever we're doing we're gonna ride him like that's all i cared about you know i mean that that is truthful i i i I don't really think i ever have thought of anything the the only time now there'd be like sometimes where you'd get on one that you knew was going to be steep out of there or something you know really come up in the front end and really give you a big high yaw but even with that i was just like you know riding right yeah i think for me it's more of just a focus thing right oh yeah just you know, distracted yeah. and stuff like kind of like you know, you better be looking down. You better right. be tracking that bull. You know. Well, see, and that's it's funny too that like you say that, that now because like thinking back, I can remember sometimes like I'd be thinking about the weirdest shit, <laughs> like the weirdest, like absolutely irrelevant to the point of the, being on the back of this bull. I'd be sitting there, you know, pulling my rope up, and I'd be like, man, I do you think I might have left my bag <laughs> over there where? Somebody might steal. I don't want to know. It's okay. You know, then you're sitting there taking your wrap still, and then you're tying off on the pinky, and then you're like, I don't know if I gave that guy a check the other day or not. (laughs) It's like, ah, okay. Then you just slide up, and then you're like, man, I wonder if I can get a Gatorade after this deal. (laughs) Then you're like, we got to get on the bull first. We got to nod first. But that's what I mean, like. I think of the most random stuff sometimes. I think it's funny, too, like some of the random stuff you hear. 
Oh like, yeah. Sometimes you don't hear nothing. nothing. And then sometimes, like I was, I remember I was at a Hampton, a Hampton rodeo, and he's flanking the bull, and I'm taking my rap, and I forget what he said, but I answered his question, and he and he's like, he's like, uh, I wasn't I wasn't talking to you, bud. You're, you're good. <laughs> And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, oh, really? You I weren't like, talking to yeah. me. I heard it perfectly, like the, you were asking me. And at what? the same time, it's like, well, I wasn't answering you. Yeah, I wasn't either. answering you, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But that is true. And while you're riding, like I said, too, or like you said, yep. sometimes it is like silent. Silent. Yeah. Like, you can't even hear the buzzer. Like, you're just riding. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all you know, in your head, you're like, we're good. We're good, yeah. Like, Maybe you do hear the buzzer, but it's but like subconscious. I don't know that I. You very rarely have. I, have you ever heard the buzzer? Yeah. It doesn't happen. Very so what often. I mean, like you, you just kind of you, you know. I do like, know that, like, and I've really this year, like, figuring into my hand, small thing that I was doing, um, but uh, like um, leaving. But then, so is uh, like halfway through the bull ride. Whenever my my brain kicks in, right? It could, you know. Right, yeah. Into my hand, I've just started freaking gutting them. Yeah. I mean, just ki- just kicking them as hard as I can. Yeah. The second that happens, because I find that when your brain kicks in, you're most of the time you're late. Yep. You're you know. And sure. so if if whenever that happens, you just start you yep. know wailing off on yep. one. Earlier this year, I messed my foot up really bad, and um, like you know, it's in the middle of the season, shortened season, which is a whole unique thing. That I'm gonna ask yep, you about, yeah. but like you can't take time off. Right. No. It, no it, zero. It, the world title this year was caught lost because of because of people and injuries that probably could have uh had it been the full season jose if he really wanted to he could have won that world title oh but that's a different deal because now there's a team deal and he's getting paid a lot of money for that so now it's like what's my priority exactly win the world or go you know help my team win exactly that's a real question you got to ask yourself it's a hard question hard question that ain't easy yep um thanks I'm, i'm with you on that Kaiki again, maybe not. I could be completely wrong on this because I don't know exactly what he did, but I know like uh, that one year, um, uh, he's a coach. Uh, he won the world title in '08. Oh, Glaramy. What? Glaramy? No, American. Uh, maybe, oh. No, not '08. '09. Oh, Cody Lostro. Yeah. Yeah. He rode. He went 90 and a half twice with a broken leg. Yep. They were saying, hey, yep. you don't need to be getting on. Yeah. You know. Just, and he just. He's my favorite. Well, player. this year for he's sure, that would have been the time where. I mean, yeah. you come in there, ride two bulls, and say, you know what, I'm just too hurt to get yeah. through it, and you win the world title. But anyway, like, you know, you're talking about that, like, with my, my, my leg, like, I freaking, when I was getting on the drop barrel during the week, like, I was, I was kicking it on purpose. I was making yeah. that foot hurt yeah. every single time. And I went to Wichita that weekend, and that was the first weekend after that happened, and the second that I felt that pain, you know what I started doing? I was gapping that sucker yeah. every single round, yeah. because at, during the week... My body, when it went through that pain, the reaction was not to, you know, tense up. Yeah, it was exactly. to get aggressive. To get aggressive, yeah. And um, yeah, that's smart. That's kind of that that animal side yeah. though that most people, exactly. you know, like you, yeah. you're not going to ask the sports med what you should do. Exactly. Yeah. They're not going to tell you to do that. Yeah, they're going to tell you to stay home. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And that's what I mean is like, whenever you, I, I love I love talking mental side. I love it. Like it it, I love it. Like because it 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 blows my mind. Like you know, people's minds are they're people's minds are so different, but they're really all the same. It's just different ways of looking at it. Yeah. And, yeah. Perspective. And like I said, you you talk to us, we're we need to be in a psych ward. You go talk to a normal person. 
you know, because they haven't they haven't had to do that. They haven't had to worry about that. They've just done whatever they do, and then that's good. Yeah, it's good enough. Sure. And then just like that, you know, bar fights, everything else happened whenever you're, you know, bull riding and stuff. And one thing about it, nobody shies away from it. Now, we might not always be happy, you know, yeah, but right. nobody shies away from it. You go to a normal bar and you start a bar fight, nobody wants anything to do with it, you know. But if there's a bunch of cowboys in there and there is a fight going on, every <laughs> damn cowboy has going to be involved some way, somehow. Like every single one of them. I think that just happened not too long ago. I don't exactly. That's what I'm saying. But we're to, to other people, we are... We need to be in a straight jacket and put away, and nobody look at them. But to us, it's just normal. Yeah, you know, just another day. Yeah, and I think I think this idea that the bull teams are going to prevent that, I, I, they're going to keep people from, you know, kind of that mentality. I, it, it is. You think you think so? I. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe to a certain degree. Okay, this is what I think is going to do at work. I I think less on the bull team side. First of all, it depends on what bull team you're going to. Because right. I've been to some bull teams, and they this year, throughout the year, you know, we're talking bull teams where, you know, they they literally two only rode two bulls on a two day event. Yeah. One guy rode yeah. two bulls. Exactly. Yeah, uh, at a bull, at a rider friendly yeah. bull team. Yeah, those aren't those way. aren't rider friendly yeah. bull yeah, teams. Yeah, they're going the other way now. Those are freaking. These bull team guys are saying, "I want to win." Yep. So I'm going to bring some bulls that you're going to be every bit of 89 on. Yep. But then you, ride. you should ride them. Yep. If but you, you might not. But you might not because yep. they're good. So you know? either way, I'm good on the time, whether they count right. the time or not. Yeah. Those bulls score. Well, right you're there. looking at guys that get bull, three bulls road, two bulls road, and they're not even in the money. Yep. And guys that are getting bulls that aren't road are in the money because of the all that works. Yep. But this is an interesting thing, and I don't know what this is going to do. It may it may not. I just thought about this the other day with the team series. Is now you have, you know, uh I don't know, six guys. Is it six guys that ride, and there's seven guys on the roster? Like, oh uh, no, it is five guys that ride, seven guys on your protected okay. roster. So the five guys that ride, and then the bulls, the coaches, or whatever, however they do it, they pick and they pick, they draw five bulls, yeah. and they match it up. Right. Now, that may, in return, hurt the overall bull rider. Right. Oh yeah. The overall bull rider, yeah, yeah. like the the bull rider that's very consistent both directions, you doesn't know, care. Now this team series, if if it continues that way, it's really going to become almost one-sided in very. in in individual riders, right? You know, yeah, yeah, because just thousand percent, just like you're saying, me, I love them to the left. Yeah, that was in my hand. Put me on a bull to the left every day of the week, I'd still be riding. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. But it was, you know, away from my hand would give me hell. Yeah. Well, if I was on somebody's team, they're not going to give me a bull to the right. Right. They're going to give me a bull to the left. Yeah. Because why? I'm going to ride him. And the other reason why, that's going to give the team another score. So they're not going to put me on another bull than that, different yeah. bull than that. Yeah. So now I, I turned into a one-dimensional bull rider. Sure. That's it. Sure. Yeah, that would, that, that's what will – if if it stays the same in, in what they're doing, you, you know, it's going to probably – and you're still going to have teams that the strat, strat, strategy is, okay, we're going to have a guy that's dominant to the left. He can suck away from yep. his hand, but he's good to the left. And then we're going to have a couple guys that are dominant around to the right, and they can suck around to the left. Yep. And then we'll have a couple guys just because it's a, we're drawing five exactly. bulls. We may get some bulls that go both ways. 
let's get a couple guys that, that don't care that that they don't care and you know it, it's 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 weird because it's going to change and and i <laughs> it's funny because you you know you have all of these old school guys that are now going this route well they're against all of this by the way <laughs> you know like but they are all about they're, it. They're all about it now, and, and it's just funny to see that yeah. transition. And yeah. as a bull rider at, at at this point, you know, like, you know, all of this is happening. It's kind of a weird situation that we're at in the sport. So yeah, it, yeah, I, it's yeah. weird for me being inside of it, and it's weird and for you. I, I, what's your thought process on the transitioning of the sport in general? And I, li- I like it, and I, I, I like I, it. I like it. I love the concept. Yeah. I don't know what, what what it looks like, you know, moving forwards, really. See, that's that's me, because just like you had touched on earlier, I, I think it's asinine cram an entire season into six months. Like, <laughs> that's the crazy thing that people don't think about is is a normal year from January first to the finals in November, first weekend in November, is what there was twenty six regular. Unleash the Beast, Built Ford Tough, whatever you want to yep. call it, events. That was 11 months. 11. There was 27 Built Ford Tough events from November to November May. till, well, basically the middle of April. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, because then they had that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, six months on the dot. Six months on the dot. There was one more event. 27 events in six months. As compared to 26 and 11. And then, now you got to think about it too. Your uh, team guys, they get one month off. They get June off. Yeah. If they want it. If they want it, yeah. And then, bam, you're right back in it again for another... Uh, how many was there? Tw- or 11. 11. 11. Yep. 11 weeks. 11 weeks. Up. Now, that's not, count- that's not including preseason events. Yeah. Which are going to be probably subjective and whether they're right. bringing practice squad guys right. up and and let kind of get right. in their feet what kind of like a preseason yeah football, yeah but know. it's still that's what i'm saying is like yeah i i like where it's going here's less of a break yeah i will yeah, say that yeah hey but here's here's where it's going in my opinion your regular season's going to be gone here in the next how many years four, i don't know i'm gonna say two years Two, two, three years. Okay. Well, Sean, be Sean said it on the NFP podcast. He said the goal is for we're going to have a regular season. Now, again, that can change, but but kind of seeing where his perspective is, and then Kent, who's uh, the director of the teams. I don't know what the official title is, but he's head over all of that. And right. So Sean said that uh, on the NFP podcast that the goal is for the teams – the team series to be the major league. That's going to be all year, right? The whole season. So they're going to make a year of it. Yeah. And then the regular season will still give out a million dollar bonus, and it'll still happen. But it'll be kind of just a side deal where if a guy yep. wants to go win an individual title, he can. It'll basically replace the velocity tour. Right. So, um, and huh. you know whether he can, whether they can accomplish that or not. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that. That that could change. That could look differently. Right. And it maybe it has changed because Kent, just this year, you know, was talking and saying that um, the goal is to have a minor league system, you know, where you're having a minor league team in Memphis. Right. And right. you know, just like every other organization. Mm-hmm. And so, like the the scaling of all of this is what's going to be intriguing to right. me. And 
how deep, how yeah. how deep you're gonna find out real quick how deep the talent is. Yeah. Because we live in a we we compete in a sport where injury is not just a little issue. Yeah. It's a very big deal. And it's inevitable. And it's inevitable, and it's not like other sports on yeah. that front. So, what does that look like? Yeah. When you now take that for a whole year, now if you're going to and you know, right now, yeah. I don't know if you've looked. Right now, uh, one team, I believe, if, if if the PBR is updated correct, only one PBR team is filled up with practice squad guys, and everybody's, everybody's got protected. Yeah, yeah. And then they get five guys on the practice squad, and nobody even has a lot of – few of these teams only have one practice squad guy. Right. They still have four options. Right. So I guess that begs the question on the, the broader structure. You add two more teams next year, right. which they've said they're going to do. Um, I'm guessing New York's going to be one of them because they kind of alluded to that right. this year. You know, so how big does this get, and then how deep if you are going into a minor league system? Right. That's interesting. Okay. See, that's that's my thing too. Is like I I uh, I think that the 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 regular season is just the individual deal. Yeah, just well, I didn't know that you'd said that, but or that Sean had said that, but I, I think it's going to be non-existent. Yeah, here pretty it's, quick. It's it's very possible, yeah. and and my guess is, if they want to expand, then what they're gonna find is like uh, we're gonna have to get rid. That's what I mean. And and my thing too is, I think, I don't know, could be wrong. I think that could be the detriment to bull riding, you know, or it'll, PBR. It'll change know. the fabric of all of it. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, obviously, even rodeo guys are now, you know, putting their their hat in the ring. How long that lasts? Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find you know. out this year. We'll find out real quick yep. this year. You yep. know what that looks like, and yep. and then what does that do to, you know, if they go to a full season, what does that look like right. for a rodeo guys? Right now, it kind of makes sense. You're only, I think you only have to go to six. I think six. Yeah, six. So it. you're you're required to go to six. You know, well, six weekends and six weekends. 52. Yeah, and you can they can kind of pick and choose. And the big deal with some of these guys maybe I'm good enough to be on the go to the finals. Yeah. So let's go to the finals. I'll give you six weekends. I can kind of schedule yeah. around pro rodeo. You go to a full season. Now that changes. That changes it all. Now you choose. Do you yeah. want to go to the NFR or do you want to go, be part of this team series? Yeah. Now that's where things yeah. get real muddy. Exactly. And you know, that's, at, at the end of the day, that's that's my thing too. Is like. I'm not sure if they took away the individual season, what that would lead to because of that fact. Because at the end of the day, too, I, hell, here's one thing I don't understand, and I I know they're working on it, but to me it's pointless. But why does how why and how does every team make it to the world finals? <laughs> I don't. This is a good question. It's like this is the reason. Okay, other play other. Places do similar things that I don't understand, and I'm not a huge fan of. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It, you yeah. know, it doesn't mean that you know. Right. Um, I've never been into college. Right. You know, like only because I saw like, hey, this team's undefeated, and it's not even like there's no chance of right. going to a big, you know, championship bowl game. I think they've adjusted that since. But that was always kind of my issue with that, and and then like this whole playoffs thing where it's like okay well if, that, if if everybody gets into the playoffs and any team can win it as we saw last year right does the regular season even matter right and if it doesn't matter it makes sense to go sign okay the roster we want for the playoffs and then it doesn't matter whether guys can make it to yeah. all the games hey if you can make it to six 
and we think you're valuable enough to have you at the end, that'll work. That'll work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I mean is like, it's interesting to me. And and I I know that I'm sure I know there is supposed to be up to 16 teams or something. Oh really? Is well, I know I know two. Yeah. Figured two are coming in. Yeah. Two are coming and in. And I I what the goal is I what I've always kept hearing the number is is 16. 16. So and they're wanting to do that by 20 uh 28 I think five okay. more years. And I get that, but like to me right now with just the eight teams, it's like man, you can't. You can't take everybody to the finals. Like, yeah, how? What are you gonna cheer for? You know, like, why would you cheer for somebody? Because it doesn't matter if they suck ass; they're still <laughs> making it to the finals. So it's like, what's the nostalgia in making it to the finals if everybody gets to go? Even if you are a loser, yeah, you get to go. That's true. Now, yeah. craziest thing is, you know, Nashville Stampede. I'm pretty sure they were the dead last were in the regular season, and then they come back and won. Good for them. If it was me in charge of picking teams, they would have been at home. I'd have been like you and Kansas City Outlaws. Or no, Kansas City was higher than them. Uh, the last two. I don't know who the bottom two were. I, I just knew they were because that was a big deal. Like they were yeah. coming in. And I'd been like, now I don't stay know. Home. Did they do buys? Did they, they do did buys? They did all those sorts I'm of I'm sure stuff. they did some yeah. buys and stuff. I still think it takes away a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess the importance of the regular season is my thing. It's like, you know, in every other sport, it matters. Like, the reason I watch football, you know, and I'm a Colts fan. Yeah. But we didn't make the playoffs last year. But I guess we did. Uh, yeah, thankfully for the Kansas City Chiefs, because yeah. they don't have a very good record against the Colts in the postseason. Yeah. But Just saying, not even really a great record in the regular season. Yeah. We'll just, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah, go Chiefs. But, um, but it's, you know, that's kind of the, the deal. Like, that's a big thing. And then it matters more that, like, the, the draft or the free agency, yep. whatever you want to, you know, shit. all of it matters even more because yep. you're like, okay, we weren't good enough to make it. Yeah. Is this, a, what what kind of issue is this? Right. Now, again, this isn't like other sports either, and that's a whole other thing. That's, this is more like, the way I'm looking at it, it's more like live golf. Yeah. Now, live golf is a, it's, they, it's a team it. sport. They have a team, yeah. and there's individuals. It's almost structured. Very. Yeah. If you look into live and the structure of it, it's very similar very to what similar. PBR is doing. Yep. Very similar to this team concept, but also the individuals. More money. Yeah, way more money. Way more money. Way more money. Um, Maybe we need those guys. Yeah, no deal. joke. Yeah, That's like, yeah. That, the money's a bit, and you know what? It, it's I'd start riding again. This is the only sport where money's not talked about. Contracts aren't. Exactly. It's not public information. Exactly. I've not said public that. information. They, they, the detriment to it to me is going to be the 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 trades, the deals, the money, the everything is not public knowledge. Yeah. It needs to be public knowledge because think about this: Patrick Mahomes, prime example. He got signed for half a billion a big dollars, deal. huge deal. Yeah. How many? 14, 15, 16-year-old kids, do you say? Do you think sat there and said, I'm fixing to go to the NFL? Yeah. How many? Millions. Yeah. Millions upon millions upon I millions. I remember when it was Pujols with the Cardinals. Exactly. And he signed with the Angels. 360 million? Something like that. Yeah. Right, right. Something after yep. nine, two. Yep. Ten-year conduit. As soon as that was, it was like, I want to go play P- MLB. <laughs> well, PBR, it's like, oh, we had a trade here, a trade here. And it's like, or and it, it, they'll even say in there for monster amount of money and this and that. It's like okay, well, what is a monster amount of money? You're talking two thousand? You talking two million? You talking yeah. two hundred fifty thousand? Like what are we talking about? Because 
if if you had a guy that you signed for a million dollars for two years, whatever, you know, half a million dollars a year, guaranteed. How many 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids have now just changed their mind from pro rodeoing to going to the PBR? Yeah, for sure. Everybody has. Yeah. But you want to know why they don't do that? They're trying to get people as cheap as they possibly can, yeah, the, yeah, and they don't want anybody to know what anybody's getting because if they do that, then they're going to have to spend money. Yeah, I don't think that's the right way to go about and it. And I, I think too, like with some of that, it's going to develop. Oh I yeah, I think that it will. But if, with where they're wanting to go, yeah, you're forced. Money you're possible. forced to do it. I think it'll have to, even with the money. You don't think so? I don't think so. Man, no. I don't know. No. I, I I guess this is a big thing with the money part of it. So now that because the PBR doesn't own any teams, right? So it makes sense when the PBR is in control of it. This is an organization. This is a business. PBR right. is a business. Like it or not, it is what it is. Yeah. You know that's that's what it is. Yeah. And their goal is to make as much money as possible. Um, they have to take care of the riders as much as they can right. to make sure they keep it the talent. Um, but now that the PBR's hands kind of off it, now. You know what's this going to look like for the ownership? Yeah. So the t- the owners of these teams, how much money is in it? Yeah. Money means accountability. It means okay, the Colts. I'm a huge Colts fan. You know what happened the last few years? We went through multiple quarterbacks. We went through coaches. Yeah. Coaches have been getting fired. Yeah. Um, because there's accountability. Because there's a lot of money to be money. won. Yeah. And if there's money for the ownership, that means. There's going to be lots of money for us contestants, yep. and I think that's the concept that I like within yep. this team series. Is now, hey, now we have a chance where if these these owners and these teams can start making serious money, yep. they're going to be wanting to spend the money so that they can make more money. Which means, you know, to me, what and I mean, I don't know if anybody's talked about it or if they've talked about the higher ups or whatever. But me and a buddy was talking about it the other day, and he, I had said I agreed with him. I thought the same thing, but then we also agreed too. Uh, on this other part, but uh, I think they need to do like some type of like profit sharing deal with all between the PBR and the team owners and all that stuff to where it's incentive for everybody to really make cool shit happen. Yeah. Like not just, you know, okay, hey, you know, we're in Kansas City Outlaws, what she said, since that's right down the road, but we're Kansas City Outlaws, all right. We're going to get these guys, but we aren't. We ain't going to let them know how much we're paying anybody, nothing like that, you know, blah, 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 because we don't want them to know. We don't want them to go find that those same type of people for what we just got these guys. For. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's exactly what it is. But if it was like, hey, if we uh, pay guys really good, make it public knowledge, get people interested based off of that money, now we are talking about more money. Not just one or just the other or just the big one or just the small one. We are talking about more money. Yeah. You know, for all the team owners, for the PBR, all that all that good stuff. And I think there needs to be something like that set up. And I could be wrong. You know, everybody's going to sit there, I'm sure, and say, like, oh, well, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Well, it makes everybody actually try to make it something yeah instead of this one being t- completely secretive over here yeah for yeah sure. no freaking idea what's going well, on well nobody it, look just so everybody knows we know absolutely nothing yeah like as far as we behind the scenes stuff we don't know any speculation this is all speculation and why because 
Nobody really knows. Nobody. Anything. That's what I'm. And if anybody says I point, know something, yeah, my point they exactly. Really probably don't. Like, yeah, my point exactly. Why? Why don't we? Um. Everybody knows everything about the NFL, or the MLB, sure. or the NHL. Yeah. Because why? Public knowledge. It's public. And I and I think that's the goal with it. I I say the goal with it. I don't know that it's a goal with it. I think that for this to succeed, and I think it I think it will. Oh, I, well, it will. I believe it will. And it'll, I want it to. It'll happen. Yeah. I do too. I want yeah. it to. I think I, it's awesome. I didn't look. I didn't freaking enter the draft. I didn't go to you know drive freaking spend weeks away from my family right. to go to you know every single one of these deals right. because I didn't want this to happen. Exactly. You know, me and Keith aren't about to go and freaking live you know on the road just about to make sure that we're doing yep. everything in our power yeah that doesn't happen because we don't want this yep, to happen exactly but there's still like a lot of question marks that are like unanswered there is and that's what i mean i, I want it to succeed i think it's going to succeed but i want it to succeed to where a run-of-the-mill bull rider is getting paid a million dollars that would be a year yeah that would be like it. a run-of-the-mill bull rider you know interesting interesting thing i think one thing that will probably need to change maybe it won't but i i, I know it's a fact the CBS contract. Yeah. Because the PBR with the CBS contract, I think, hurts. It definitely hurts these owners. Yeah. And I say that because in other sports, um, the actual teams make a lot of money off of their contracts. Yeah. That's why, like, I, individual. I don't, I can't watch Cardinals on my, I have to get Valley Sports. Right. Right? That wasn't always the case because the contract changed. Yep. You know? So that's a thing where PBRs in deep with CBS Sports. That's great, and that's been a great relationship, and CBS Sports has been awesome right. in putting together all of this. But now that the team exactly. series is happening, the landscape of all of this changes, and now yeah. questions like that I think are going to be maybe that next step in what this looks like exactly. for the team ownership. And, 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 and to get it to where it needs to be. Yeah, That's, that's my opinion, too. And like I said, I, I want it to be... I want it to be where a mediocre, uh, just a good bull rider, is you know making a million dollars. Like how cool, how fun would that be? Yeah, like, it would be. What do you do for a living? Oh, I ride bulls. Instead of people being like, <laughs> you know, now they're gonna be like, wow, no kidding. Like, wow. Like, that, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah right. You are very wealthy now that you do that. Instead of instead of like if you say yeah I play I play in the NFL like nobody's like oh what do you do during the week? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly my point. Like oh well what do you do for a job? I sleep in my van. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that is my job. What do you mean? Yeah. And they're right. like, oh, no, you can't make money doing that. But you say you're in the NFL. They're like, oh, my. Wow. 100%. 100% in their mind, too. They're like, gazillionaire. Yeah, gazillionaire. Yeah. That's what I want people to do with bull riding. And I, I I hope it's going that direction. I don't know. I mean, nobody's going to know. But yeah. I hope it's going that direction. I hope somebody can keep their hand out of the cookie jar enough to <laughs> make it go that direction. And... Like I said, I, I I think that with the owners that they do have, they're smart people. You know, they're not dumb. Yeah, like, 100%. They have a lot of money for a reason. It's not because they're... They're not about losing it either. Exactly. So if you think that they, they, you know, to a certain degree, maybe some of this can be, you know, tax, help yeah. with taxes and stuff like that. But to, there is a point where these guys it. don't do anything without making money. Exactly. If it don't make money, it, they ain't doing it. No. There's a reason why they have all the money. If, have. if it helps with taxes, that's great. It still has to give them money. Exactly. Or, it, or it's know, done. Or it's done. They're yeah. not doing it. Yeah, they're period. not doing it. Because just like that, go up with them. Go up to one of these people with a stupid business plan. Guarantee they're going to be like, nah, yeah. get out. Yeah. Or good. Right. Like, But you go up there with a good business plan, and they're like, oh, this might work. Yeah. You know, so then now they're going to invest in it. 
So that's my thing is like, you know, it, it's, it, it is working. It's going to work. It has the ability to be great. Yeah. And I just, I really hope that the integrity of that stays there. It's what makes this, you know, this culture and this demographic. It's what I love about this oh, yeah. demographic. It's the reason why what I did with Western Edge App and the co-founder Vinny were like, look, we love this demographic. Yeah. It is the most genuine. It's most it's genuine. Authentic. Like, most you know, when we created that, it was just about how can we help this demographic? You know, what areas does this demographic need? You doing the the that network radio, yep. radio, radio network? Yep. You know, and, you, and you're using technology and analytics, and then you know, putting adding your own opinions. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Adding your own opinions, you know, from people that are in it, and and as we kind of grow and take those these next steps, you know. I think that, you know, I know that we're a little bit farther behind than, you know, oh, yeah, the mainstream. Yeah. But there's technology, and that can be good because now we've seen how technology has been abused. Yeah. Now, you know, with the team stuff, how can we start, you know, utilizing the technology and the trends to yep. really help connect and grow this this industry? Yep. And, you know, for me, too, that's that's the other thing is, like, we're... we're we we're not even comparable to any other professional sport, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because at the same time, what NFL's been around since the forties, right? Yeah, forties, yeah. maybe 50, yeah. early fifties. Yeah, late forties. Been around since eighteen hundreds. Long time. You know, long time. Long time. And uh, you know, tennis probably wasn't far after any of that. Um, not one hundred percent sure. Golf been around since eighteen hundreds. Like, Soccer's probably I, been around. Same. Since the 1800s, mm-hmm. you know, football. And, yeah, football and probably different variations of it thousands of years ago, you know, yeah. not just a couple hundred thousands. But that's what I mean is like we aren't. Yeah, I mean, rodeo started in like 19 early 1900s. Cowboying's but, been around forever, but but like being an actual legitimate professional sport, like where this is your actual job, you'll never have to do anything else relatively new brand new we're talking 20 years yeah 20 yeah 20 years because the first time they handed out the million was a once so 22 years so 22 years we're talking you can actually make a living doing this sport 21 years we're talking 80 plus years on one over 100 years on another over 100 years on another maybe a few thousand on another one yeah so we are still brand new. Yeah, and, it, and, and if you do it right, it can last. It can. If it's not done right, then... Then it's just like anything else. It's just like... It's it's like that ain't worth it. Fade out, and, yep. and it's something new. But I, I think it will go right. And I think yeah. I think using... That's why I said the profit share deal, too. Not like I'm sitting there saying everybody needs to share their money, but more like <laughs> more like the ideas, like the, the mindset. JP money with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Me and Jose just split it 50-50. Yeah. 50-50. Because <laughs> good friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, su- I support, you know. Yeah, but that's what I mean is like the, the what what I think needs to be is like all the minds working together per se. Yeah. Instead of, you know, like I said, how they, I think they have it like that. They might even be doing profit sharing. I might be talking on my ass. I don't know. I'm just saying. I have no idea. Opinion. <laughs> but uh, like I said, with. With right now the way they got it, I think is you know everybody's separate. Well, this mind ain't gonna collaborate with this mind, and this mind ain't gonna collaborate with this mind because why? You're gonna screw yourself if you do. Yeah. Right. Well, if everybody was in it together, where all these minds were talking and collaborating and scheming up stuff, brainstorming stuff together, 
Well, then now you're going you're talking about a lot of really damn smart people in one room deciding on things for everybody. Yeah. Not just for themselves. Right. You know, not just for, for one the, team for or the, the other team. The, the good of the sport and to to make the sport yeah. like every other professional organization. Yeah. Because like I said, you get all them minds in one room, you're you're talking about genius level. I, I, I think too with the, the, the team stuff and bringing these owners in and these owners are obviously gonna have a voice. I yeah. do think that's gonna benefit that process yeah. going down the road. I do too. All right, man. It's been good having been you a blast. on here. Dude, yeah, I, blast. I love talking about all this I'm stuff and I appreciate going down the road and yeah. Mason's bull riding. Mason's too. bull riding tonight. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right, bull riders too. It's a lot. Hey, that's it's a one lineup too. What did we say? Thirty-eight, forty, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And I mean, stacked. great bulls, and it is a stacked bull ride. I think me and Stu was uh, adding it up. Um, there's seven PBR World Finalists, four. Um, NFR qualifiers, and I think I think ten or twelve on teams. Yeah, here tonight. Yeah, it's just you yeah, know. yeah. This is this is a big event you're going to get. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> middle of nowhere, Southern yeah. Missouri. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Heck yeah, man. Yes, sir. Nice seeing you. I appreciate it a bunch. Um, guys, what what are your handles? The Rodeo Network. The Rodeo Network. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. yeah. That's that's the main one you need to follow. Yeah, for sure. Follow the Rodeo yeah. Network. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I've been watching them. And, I think uh, they're fun. Yeah. So hopefully everybody else enjoys them too. Yeah, we'll see. Yes, uh, sir. I'm excited for the next one to come out. I, I know. It. I'm kind of upset. I was like, I for some know. reason, like every day that you're doing one, and then I'm like, ah, that makes sense. It's the World Finals. And now every day I was looking, and I was like, it's not yep. there. Yep. No, Monday, though, we'll have one. All right, good deal. No. So Monday, check out the Rodeo yep. Network. Yep. And heck yeah, guys. Yep, I appreciate it. We'll see you down the road. We want to thank our sponsors, uh, you know, Sombrero Brands. This is brought to you by the Western Edge app. And um, check out Cosmic Cowboys on Instagram. They're helping produce all of this. And um, it's a cool saying. Get to go down the road, talk to people, learn about this, you know, demographic, this industry. And, and hopefully we can continue to give back, you know, and help connect everybody. All right, we'll see you guys. <laughs>